You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hi there. It's Hour 3. It's The Big Show. It's Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. See, we got a bit of an issue here. Uh, First of all, at the beginning of the show, our microphones went down. Yeah, you're on the air. You're good. I got you. I got you. Yeah, the old mic processor died. Yeah, you know, I was... uh... Trying to listen to what you were saying, but I could hear you actually talking to me. Now I can hear you in the in the the cans. Yeah, (laughs) you love saying the Kansas headphones. I do. It's radio speak. (laughs) You love your. You guys want coffee? (laughs) Yes, it's if it's from Art. Yes, and tell him to bring donuts. And donuts. Do not come if he's not bringing donuts. Go. Do not show up. Do not show. It is. And honestly, if he just wants to drop them off and leave. Wouldn't be bad. Hey, that's the voice of Brent Cron, our uh, big show Flames analyst, brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. I like how you read that. Yeah? That's really nice. Smooth? Inviting? (laughs) Smooth? Yeah. Is it smooth? Smooth, sultry? Um, We got lots to discuss. Uh, Flames with a 4-3 overtime win. Uh, Derek Wills calling him the uh, the Findaway Flames 2.0. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did hear that. that on that 2.0. Do we have that clip? Can we play it for <laughs> Mr. Brent Cron? Oh, I got the uh, end of the game. I got clips all over the place. Yeah, so plenty. These guys let's aren't see. a fan of that. But let let's hear the clip and let's get let, let, if you missed it. And we'll bring, here it is. This is blue line and now the red line and now the stars blue line and drops it. Huberdo centers it. Kadri scores. Red and the C. Of red erupts. The Findaway Flames 2.0 have done it again. 2.0. nothing and 3-2 down, and they beat the Stars by a final score of four to three. That's enough. Nice. Okay. Uh, my thought is like they're not as bad as that 2014-15 team is. <laughs> uh, you know what? I was I was actually playing hockey last night. No, oh. and uh, put a, strap it on the pads, and I and mm-hmm. I heard him say that on the radio. Yeah, and uh, as I was driving back, he was uh, the he was most, pretty excited. He was, yeah. By the way, Flames two point oh point oh. <laughs> uh, big win last night, yeah. uh, four three. The the biggest to me the the biggest moment of the third period obviously was the Markstrom save on mm-hmm. Duchesne. Yeah, the two back to back saves when it was three two because the game's over if he doesn't make that save. Yep. I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on the uh, the penalty shot was a penalty shot. It was a good call. Yep. Just where he put it on Markstrom, above the pad, below the glove. I know. Like, that's a precise S yeah. for and it, Marchman. And it's glove side, and I didn't see that coming either. I watched it again and again and again, and I'm like, he just, Marchman knew what he was doing from the start when he came in, too. He was looking for that that shot, and more and more guys like to, are putting it in those areas, even on the glove side, where they can, they can shoot the puck so well, so quick. You can't read the release right away. It's under the glove. Over the pad, perfect shot. He was a right-handed shot, too, coming in, shooting far side. Now, I wanted to ask you this about penalty shots and shootouts in general. How important is the speed or changing speeds, and how tougher is that for a goalie to read? The changing speed, so it really sucks when you got a guy that comes in that doesn't normally get an opportunity like that because he has got no idea what he's doing half the time, right? A penalty shot is way different than a shootout. In the in the game, um, it matters just way more because there's no other chance, right? It's like it, it, it can it can swing the momentum of the game so quickly. Like with, in a shootout, you're not going back to the game afterward, right? Yeah. So that's that's I was always terrible at, at penalty shots. I would always 
I don't. I don't even know what my record was. I probably had about four or five over my career. Um, and and how did you stop? I I don't know because all all I can remember is the ones that I let in mm. and potentially the ones that missed the net. Like, oh, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Almost yeah. had to make a save there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it hit my arm. Hit my arm. Hit yeah. my arm. Um, but the the speed changes the way the guys do it and the way they come in and take the angles now too. Right, mm-hmm. like. They come way far out to the left or right, depending on what hand they shoot and what side they're stronger on. And they bring it across, and then they come into the middle. And there's so much time now um, to to overthink the the, the, the shootout, whatever play that, that the player's going to make. And then on the flip side, when you get a guy that knows what he's doing, when he's coming in with speed, you're like, this guy knows. You can just tell, right? You can read. So yeah. for, for, for my preference, I'd rather have a guy come in fast and come in and ha- make a play so I can just make a play. But that when you but when you skate really fast too, and then you just slow it right down, you're backing up with speed, and then you almost got to kind of stop, and that's what they wait for when you set your feet because you got to stop and then push forward. That's when they shoot, and you're kind of all jumbled up. So, so you'd rather have a McDavid come down on you than a Kuznetsov? Yes. Ugh. Okay. Honestly, can't stand Kuznetsov. I, I mean, I would probably tomahawk my stick at Kuznetsov coming in that slow. It's like you know what? I would throw everything at him. Before. I usually tomahawk my remote right to the TV when he does. <laughs> you it. know what? And it's funny you mention that. I, you know, it, it, you you know how much I hate that crap. You know the the Kuznetsov coming in basically yeah. backwards, right? We were at a, a Glen Cross Invitational there in October, big hockey tournament, and then a poker tournament, and we went to a shootout the first game. And Regeer, I was complaining about it all day, <laughs> you know, just losing my mind on it. And then Reggie had a had a chance to come in on a breakaway, and he did the exact same thing. And you could hear me just swearing from the other end of the ice when he was coming <laughs> in. Just, he, he didn't score, right. but they were just laughing too hard. I just. I honestly, as good as McDavid is, I know it's a. It, I would rather still him being an unbelievable player, skater, fastest hands in the league. I'd take that all day over Kuznetsov coming in and just you know putting me to sleep. Uh, Reggie missed the net, or you make the save? I made the save. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I do. I'll believe you. Right. Um, I wanted to ask on that move in particular. There's one little thing that Marchman does right as he comes across the blue line where he opens up his hips. Yep. What does that do for a netminder? Well, when you open up your hips, you can start. You can move laterally too, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so you're like, I didn't see that coming from Marchman at all yesterday. That shot. And when he opened up his hips, and then he just kind of took off towards the net. Like I was like, when you kind of do that move, I expect you to almost meander in a little bit more. And I thought that the way that he kind of laid on the gas right after was maybe the the speed change that you were talking about. Well, for sure, right? Because he's trying to get a read on like Marchman's trying to get a read on him too, right? Mm-hmm. And it's usually it used to be. The uh, the guy that makes the, the the last move, you know, you're trying to wait for Game somebody. Chicken. Yeah, it's 100 percent right. It's like don't don't bite on the first, don't bite on the first, and then he comes and shoot, and he shot from a bit of distance too, right? Mm-hmm. So he obviously saw something there where he was trying to catch Markstrom a little bit off guard, and you're 100 percent right with that speed change. It also just it's it's not even like you're not going faster. You're not you know all of a sudden taken off. It's just that body movement, like you're going to go or stop, right? That you're trying to trying to pick like up. Like shifting on. your weight forward yeah, and backwards, even that, that little change. That's all it is, and you're and you're doing your best not to get caught up in the body as a goalie too. You're not like trying to wait for a guy to drop the shoulder. You know, you're looking at the puck, and that's what if you're just staring at the puck there, you're you you can have an idea when the shot's coming. But it it it's not that simple, and it was a great shot, and those guys know what they're doing. And, but like if you can take that body, that all that deception and. Speed change and drop the shoulder and turn around and hula hoop and whatever else, right? It's uh, there's a lot going on. It's frustrating. Uh, that is the voice of our uh, Flames analyst for the Big Show, Mr. Brent Cron, courtesy of our friends at All Kind Door Services, Big Show Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Uh, what the hell's changed for the Flames in overtime? Like they're so clutch now. I know. Like it's the same. It's essentially the same group of players. <laughs> 
and then all of a sudden these guys are like overtime. Get out of here! Yeah, watch win this. these games. Yeah, I. And when they're in overtime, you're comfortable watching them in overtime. You're not Which holding your breath, right? And you know you don't have that feeling. No, actually, I have that feeling of impending doom when they go to a shootout. <laughs> yeah. But in overtime, right now, yeah. I'm like, well, maybe they can win this game. Yeah, and they're coming up with plays that you know Huberto passed yesterday to Kadri that kind of just poked it in the net there and. And even when the game's on the line and things are close and the Flames are pressing, they just look comfortable being in tight, tight spots. Whereas, you know, last year they were winning games 2-1, close games, but, you know, it was a relief. You're like, oh, man, thank God, you know, we didn't have to play 62 minutes tonight, right? Yeah. These guys look confident in tight spots and in big games. And like we discussed here, too, where they played Dallas now quite a bit this month, and I was concerned for them. It was a good test. They, they played Vegas. It's another very similarly built club. Yep. And and this is a huge confidence booster for for this team, right? I mean, they started off the season, we were all over them. Now they're kind of finding their groove, they're finding their chemistry. And I mean, and as as the season goes on, we'll, we'll find out what kind of team that they are. But they're getting a lot of confidence right now. Under Ryan Husker, this team just takes more risks. Is it as simple as saying they're just more aggressive in overtime? They take more risks, but their goalie's also making more saves. Yeah, that's a good I point. I mean, that's huge. It allows you to take y- more you risks. You can do that. You know, when you got Markstrom back, they're making saves. And that one on Duchesne in the third period, there he had those two. It's like, that's our guy. You know, Vladar on Monday night, like, they they gave up a ton of scoring chances. You heard Huska's post-game comments. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I, I like the way we battle. I didn't like what we gave up. But that's why you have a goalie back there that can make those saves. It changes the dynamic of the team. And I know I'm a, I'm a goalie hugger, and that's just the way she goes. But... <laughs> But at the end of the day, it's like if your goal is not making saves, you're not taking those chances. Your first, your first thought in your mind is get pucks in, get pucks out. Don't right. be dangerous. Don't no giveaways. Make sure we got somebody back. Now it's like, oh, we made a mistake. Well, we got Markstrom back there. It's yeah. good. Well, last night was another example that they're really picking up this new defensive zone coverage that yep. Ryan Huska's laying down because they just look way more organized in their own zone than they did the first few games of the season. One hundred percent. You know, they, they really do, and. And they're feeding off of each other. And I think a lot of the reason they're, they're so strong in the defensive zone that they're clicking back there, they know where they're supposed to be, that they're getting chances, you know, off the rush. Their transition game is getting better. And they're, and how many goals have they got this season by D-man? Setting up plays. 14 and 14. Like, like, what is going on here? Hannafin is on all over the ice. You see him Contract in the... Year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's not a, stupid. He's, he's, he's Alexei he yeah. Kovalev is what yeah. he is. Yeah. He right? knows. Just, exactly. Time to cash in, Yeah, baby. he knows what he's doing out there. Right? Dumb under, like a fox. Under five for so long. Man, <laughs> underpaid. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how fast that changes, hey? Mm. It's like you play 10 bad games and you, you kind of don't... Yeah. You're not signing. Like, oh, get this guy out of here. He's yeah. garbage. Well, he's well, junk. But look at Lindholm's like, man, I got to pick it up here. I'm costing myself some millions of dollars here. That is a huge motive. Money, you know, runs your show some days and whatever. I did want to ask you about the D-zone coverage. One of the things that it feels like very important is the wingers and how they attack the defenseman at the point yep. and make sure that that shot never gets to the chaos that is in front of the net. Yep. One of the goals that happened yesterday was just that, a shot that goes into traffic, it lands right on Marchman's stick, and boom, he finishes it. What's more difficult for a goaltender? When it is like a long deflection, like a hard shot, long deflection out by the hash marks, or... When a shot is blocked, drops at the feet of a defender, <laughs> and then they get the shot there. Because both, essentially the angle changes, and you have to make a split-second reaction. Both suck, first yeah. of all. Right? So I know that you're, that's what you're saying. That that uh, It is so infuriating when you can see, you know, the puck's coming. You know where it's coming from, from the point. There's traffic in front of the net, and it hits somebody's leg and just squirts out to the side, and it's an open net. And you're like, oh, Johnny God. on the spot. Yeah. Like, like Manjapani's first power play goal this year against Winnipeg was exactly like this. Throw the puck at the net. Hit the guy in the knee, bounces right out to him, puts it in the empty net. You know, I 
I also hate the deflections too because they, they make they make you look dumb, especially if they're from <laughs> distance, right? Because nobody sees it, and, and you know some coaches maybe not pick up on it right away, or players like, oh, that's a bad goal. Like, what are you doing or out the there? The fans, the fans, are like, boo, yeah. come <laughs> on, make save, yeah. But like, there's a lot of little things. How do fans sound? <laughs> make save, dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> you oaf. <laughs> yeah, you know, and they're like, get him out of the net. He's yeah. not ready, right? But. Um, back to your question, I, I'd rather take the, the high deflection yeah. th- than the crap in front of that because it's like a pinball machine in there. Once you get chasing that puck, like it even in, in Dallas, well, what night was it? Friday, where even you know Ottinger didn't play a great game, but he it, there was so much crap going on in front of that, and it was just bounces and weird, and and you know, he ended up on his stomach a lot. And that's one thing that you can't do. Is, is you you can always tell when a goalie's chasing is when he's reaching for it. He's he's coming out. He's losing his position, and a guy like Ottinger is so solid p- positionally. And a guy like Markstrom is really, really big. That if they start giving up their ground, they start moving. You know, they start making themselves smaller. They get that stomach on the ice. They're reaching. Uh, they're 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 out of it, right? So, um, yeah, the, the long deflections are the ones that suck the most. Did you see the Markstrom dangle yesterday? <laughs> I didn't. I I heard about the it. The fan was very. The fans were very excited. <laughs> it was one of the bigger cheers in the game. It was pretty gnarly. He's what? down in the corner. Like if he messes that up, that's big trouble. That's a ton of confidence that you need to have. But even like right off the bat in that game. He makes, he gets a puck, like normally when the puck comes in on net, kind of, or it's just a dribbler and, and there's no pressure. Well, the puck that went off Anderson skate, yeah. first shot of the game, Yes, he makes that reactionary save. I know, right? But then, but I'm talking about when he's playing the puck and he just like fires the puck up the ice, like first pass up, like all the way up to the red line. Yeah. And this guy's got a ton, a mountain of confidence with the puck and he's pretty good with it. Like he's, mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, I know I've told this story about Turco and how good of a puck player he was, right? Yep. And it, it changes the dynamic of your of your defense when you're not getting run into the boards nonstop and you got a goaltender that can make plays. And it doesn't have to be dangles. It doesn't have to be beating a guy one-on-one, but making smart plays, getting your D-man out of the way of hits, saving their body because, you know, those guys put their body on the line every night. Um, but he's got a ton of confidence, and you can tell he likes playing playing the puck. And when you get 16 shots against, which is a bit uncharacteristic, um, going out and playing the puck is another way you can keep yourself in the game. Uh, who's the guy that you played with, uh, goaltending partner, who thought he could handle the puck but was really terrible at it, but was really like way overconfident? <laughs> Patrick Waugh's the one to me. Like Patrick Waugh thought he could be like Martin Brodeur and never was, and always tried to desperately score goals and cost him goals because he was so desperate to try to score. But who's the guy you played with who thought he was a really good puck handler but really wasn't? Andre Pavlich. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> Yeah, ah. you know, Pavi was one of those guys that he was super, t- he was an unorthodox, kind of, you know, made weird saves, and he would do everything. He would just be flying in the net back there, but once he started playing the puck, you could just, I'd be on the bench, and guys be like, oh, no, Pavi, no, <laughs> Pavi, no, no, oh, God, crap, and it would just, chaos would ensue, and, you know, a coach would come in, the person, and like, hey, Pavi, you know, just simple plays, man, just, you know, just nothing nothing too crazy here. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, coach, in the second period, he's just backhanding stuff around and firing stuff around, the guy's just like, stop. <laughs> and I would, I would get nervous watching him because I'm like, there's, you have no option. You just go out there and your head's down and you pick it up. And then there's three people on you and you just shoot it against the boards and skate back and then as fast yeah. as you can, right? I also played with a goalie because nobody does this anymore. Yeah. Uh, his name was, last name was Travis. I can't remember. Travis, no, well, first, Randy? Travis Scott, actually, I oh, think I is his know. name. Oh, really? Yeah, really? And, really? and not, the, not the hip-hop artist. Um, yeah, well. But he was, uh, you remember Curtis Joseph when he'd switch hands? Yes. Right? And how awful... 
they, that looked, it just looked so uncomfortable and yeah. weird, and Cujo wasn't very good at playing like the firing part. Firing these backhands up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. It was like pitch forking them over. They get him like nine feet in the air. He didn't. Yeah. He couldn't make a straight pass, but he could get it 15 feet in the air and flip it out of the zone. Yeah. <laughs> but this, this Travis Scott would turn his hand around and... He would be unbelievable. He would be better than me playing the puck because he could stop it. He'd flip it around, fire it up the ice, and then come back and you'll do the old flipperoo. And you don't see that anymore. I, I miss no. that, honestly, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's a pretty unique, weird looking play, but it's a lost art. Doesn't happen anymore. You only get left handed goalies now. A little, yep, I remember that. Um, hey, I, I think I have, I don't know if I have the identity, but I have Ryan Huska's game plan to win. Do you want to hear it? I'd love to. Roll four lines through 40 minutes of play, see who's not working. Sit him down for the third. Roll nine forwards and roll four defensemen. Maybe your third pair gets like a shift or two. And go out and win the game, come from behind fashion. And also don't take any penalties. It's that simple. It's nice when it's that simple, isn't it? It is. And and there's a little bit of accountability that goes along with it, where the guys know the expectation. Listen, I like a veteran-laden fourth line playing with two minutes to go down a goal. (laughs) That's what I like. Yeah, Yeah. bunch of kind of hockey I like. Yeah, Yeah. of course, right? Bunch of cruise ships out there trying to turn. like 747. (laughs) With two minutes to go down a goal, you put them on the ice because they're hardworking. Combined goal. Because they brought their lunch pail to work. Those are the guys you need. Brought their hard hat. Oh, it's like having Pavel Brendel out in the ice with uh, being down. It's like he's out by the red line at the yeah. six on four when they Just place it. stick tapping. Yeah. Hey, tap. hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, Pav. We yeah, we're yeah, still yeah. down here. Yeah. We don't have the puck. Yeah. We don't have the puck. <laughs> kind of need you back here to help us out here, guys. Uh, it'd be great if you came back. Give us a little help out here. Yeah. But no, it, it's it's awesome to see. I, I really, you can really tell that that, that Husk is finding uh, his, his, he's taking strides behind the bench. You can tell the players respect him. You know, 100%. He doesn't, he hasn't called anybody else out yet, but I like listening to his post game and how complimentary he is of his players, and the reasons why he does things, and and the insights that he gives. And it's pretty simple. You're yeah. not going. You're not playing. And hey, you know, some nights you're just off, and and that's what it is. It's an off night. We can't count on you tonight. You're gonna you're gonna fill. Here's your role for the third period. You're gonna give those guys a break. You're gonna be ready to go when we need you. But otherwise, that you're stapled to the bench for a little while. Uh, breaking news in the NHL. What's that? Uh, right now, our man Frank Cervalli, Elliot Friedman, uh, tweeting out, uh, the Habs and goaltender Sam Montembeau have uh, worked a contract extension, three mm. years at $3.15 million for Sam Montembeau. Well, good for him. Frank Cron. Wow. Is that... Like your face, you just scrunched your face. Yeah. You they... don't like that deal? I... Sure. I don't know enough about him. You know, that's the thing. I don't see Montreal play enough. Um the talk has heated up this season about him and where he's going because he's been around. They've they've kind of had this might solve their three goalie thing. Like they can boot maybe Primo back to Laval. I don't know if he's waiver exempt. No, but they they no because they yeah. they want to trade Jake Allen. Yeah, yeah that's I think true. he's yeah. the guy, yeah. and they want to go with a Primo Montembeau. Yeah, because the Habs have no interest in well, winning too many games here either. <laughs> well, like they want to work hard and have these right habits, and but they obviously be- believe in. But, Mo- Montembeau a little bit. They yeah, gave him no, three years. No, no, for sure. But I'm saying that's that that seems like a very reasonable deal at three point one five million. And you want? I know I'm putting you on the spot right now. How many games has he actually played in the NHL? Oof. I mean, I know that's what's your, I gotta, what's your guess. I got it right. I here. gotta say it's less than a hundred. Yeah, I'm gonna say sub. I'm gonna say less than seventy five. Hundred thirteen games oh, played. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Really? Yeah. This year he's a two seven three goals against a nine ten. Save percentage. How many, it's obviously his best year. Yeah. How many games has Vladar played in the NHL? I don't think. I don't think he's at a hundred. No. Vladar has played seventy-eight. Our internet on our computers isn't working right now, so give me a second. It's fine. On my phone. It's fine. He's yeah. played sixty-two. Right. That's, That's it. it. That's yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. 
you know, and and I mean, you're... twenty-seven last year, twenty-three the year before were his uh, his big one. Really? Yep. I guess that makes sense. They got the horse blinders on here in Calgary. I haven't looked that far east in a while. Yeah. I didn't realize that <laughs> that that, 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 uh, that had played that many games. Yep. You'd seen him in net, and he's come in in relief. He hasn't been a starter, but he's had some good seasons. And like you said, Montreal ain't really going anywhere anytime soon, and they're putting some faith in some young guys. And um, real internet's quick. back, Maddie. Oh, the internet's yeah. uh, good. We can we can take text messages. We can again. take texty. Yes. Uh, we've been uh, our, our internet was down. Mm-hmm. Then why would it be? Like why would it work? <laughs> yeah. Like, why? why our microphones were down earlier in the show. <laughs> yeah, it was, and yeah. now our internet uh, was down. But now very it's stressful. Again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very stressful. He couldn't podcast. Like, it just shows. It's a testament to your guys' character that you're able to battle uh, through. Just our professional. Yeah. Or just oh, like yeah. the flames. Yeah. After a disallowed goal, coming back. Dub. Keep those texts rolling in, 960-960, name and location. Our internet's back up. Uh, your best Nikita Zadorov chirps. Some of these are really oh, good. Keep them rolling in. Oh, uh, straight ones. ahead, we're going to take the break. There's things I want to talk We haven't touched on the Nikita Zadorov deal. I want to do uh, do that with you. And also, I got Maddie Rose really upset with an idea for three on three overtime. <laughs> oh, man. That we'll share with you. Great. And we'll I do plays wait. of the it week. It was his worst idea ever. <laughs> yeah. I have a couple things Don't. I want to ask you about, too, by the okay. way. Good. From yesterday's NHL action. A couple of little tidbits I want to throw in. Snippets. Yep. Okay. Like uh, that's Brent Cron, our Flames analyst for the Big Show, courtesy of our good friends at All Kind Door Services. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's Friday. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Uh, we'll wrap up the week with your text messages. Uh, Nikita Zadorov got traded yesterday. Texas in your best Nikita Zadorov chirps because you should boo that man tomorrow down at the dome. Getting uh, get, Kron getting some love. He's getting so famous. Cam Moon actually mentioned his awesomeness on the Oilers pregame show. What Wait. Mooner? What just mentioned how he's been on the show? I don't know. Just a text. Kron's getting so famous. Cam Moon mentioned him mentioned his awesomeness on the Oilers pregame on six thirty. Chet, my reach. It is. It's it's, it's, it's so deep. far. It's a, um, it's a deep reach. That is like maybe he paid him. I'm a fan of yours. I'm also a fan of Cam Moon's. <laughs> yes, oh, Moon awesome. a good dude. Uh, that is a uh, that is the voice of Mr. Brent Cron, Big Show Flames mm-hmm. analyst. Brought to you by our good friends at All Kind Door Services, your one stop shop when it comes to fixing your doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. You know, to your to your Cam Moon point about how far my reach is here. You know, it's funny. I ran into somebody uh, yesterday or two days ago, and they had lunch with my one of my buddies. Okay. And uh, he said, "You know what? It's so funny." He says, "I had no idea that you only played one period in the National Hockey League." <laughs> he goes, "Because your friend was just carving you up." He's like, "I don't know how Cron has made it. You know, this far in media <laughs> with with 19 minutes and 58 seconds of of game time, right?" Yeah. And he's he's everywhere. It's like it's a joke. There's a little bit of bitterness and frustration behind <laughs> it. I could tell. It was, it was laced. It was a shot at me. Your star. Yeah. Your rising star. That's right. It's like I make chicken salad out of you know what some days, right? I um, will say, like, uh, I don't know if. Hey, know. the best analysts almost never really played long. They were never no. really big players. Like Wayne Gretzky doesn't coach. You no. know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, he hey. did. You watch, yeah. It wasn't very well. Yeah. You know, we tried to get Vernie, but he was busy getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, so he wasn't able to come in for every single game this year. So, well, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's working with the team now. Yeah. Like, we, we, we looked yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand. You did your homework. Yeah. Is what you're saying. There are options out yeah. there. Yeah. 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 We had to, yeah. It was a tough decision. Oh, I get it. I get it. Um, keep your uh, Nikita Zadorov uh, chirps rolling in. We'll do those to wrap up the week. And we have plays of the week, but uh, big trade yesterday. Just hours before puck drop, Nikita Zadorov gets dealt to the Vancouver Canucks uh, for a third and a fifth round pick. When you heard the return, what was your initial reaction, Mr. Brinkron? Uh, the fact that they don't have to hold any of Zadorov's salary 
which is the, the, the best. That's the first thing I thought. Like, it was great. You know, I think what did we get him for? A second or a third? third? Yeah, third. So you, you're, 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 you're in a little bit of interest on your money there. I know it would be, it would be nice to have more. He's such a big character here too. Yeah. Right. And people are like, you know, you get attached to guys like that and you fall in love with your hometown guys. Like that guy is a top four defenseman and he's not playing that here. He should be, you know, but you go to other teams and you just kind of get lost in the shuffle. And I think Zadorov is a, is a very lovable guy. He kind of shot himself in the foot here about a month ago or a couple weeks ago in Toronto. Dumbest thing. Like just such an ignorant move. And then. Uh, selfish. Uh, so very selfish. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know. I liked him though. Before that, all that stuff, the guy's like, "Hey, he's cool. He's, he he likes the media. He's you can get him out. You can get an answer. He'll get. He'll tell you what he thinks. He plays. Uh, he's inconsistent. You know, he'll make mistakes out there, and then he'll make some great plays. But uh, I was, first of all, um, just back to the accountability thing, right? So Huska sets the tone. He's a first time head coach in the National Hockey League. Sits Huberdeau. That's a that's a huge, big cojones move, right? For for your first year as a coach on a player that's making ten and a half million dollars, and that's yeah. when you. Now, right. now you just pop the idea in my head. Now I got a. Now I got a. Now I got to email Sportsnet stats yeah. and go. What is the Flames' record goals for and against since John and Huberto was benched in the third right. period? That's awesome. See, that's how you work, right? That's trigger right away when you said that. I'm I, like, I oh, could probably no, I find, find that. that I could probably find that really. And right, so, yeah. Huska, producer, go ahead. Being a new coach, um, made that move, and that kind of set the tone for everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do it to Huberto, you can do it to anybody. Yep. So now you're not exempt, right? If you're going to let Huberto run around and be, be poor. But you're going to bench whoever Manjapani yeah. or whatever. That's that's a poor example. But now you got a rookie head uh, a GM that made a tough move. He's like, okay, you know what? First of all, he didn't want to be here. So how long are we going to let somebody that doesn't want to be here be here? The, the return's got to be right. You're not making an emotional move. You're not just going to say, yep, yeah, no, he's gone. And they took a lot of Zadorov's uh, media availability away too. After that, hey, they were. Sheltering him, yes, for sure. Him. Yeah, because he's he's not only <clears throat> not only hurting the team, but he's also hurting himself by doing this too. Mm-hmm. Right, just pumping his tires and his agents out there being a moron and and sometimes pride gets in the way for sure of of everyday life. But in this in this instance, like if he just would have came to the Flames and just told them, "Hey, I want out," yeah, instead of just brazenly doing it in Toronto on purpose with his agent blindsiding everybody in the entire organization. There is something about pride. And when they fired Daryl Sutter, what was the thing they kept talking about? We have to change the culture around the Calgary Flames. You can't have a guy who just all of a sudden does this trade request, which is totally on purpose in the biggest market because he wanted to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, catching anybody off guard. You can't do that if you're the Calgary Flames. And I and I like the fact that they traded him. I bet you they would if they could have, they would have traded him a week and a half ago. For sure. If they could have. Because you can't do that now. They're trying to change the culture. They're trying to change the perception of the Calgary Flames. And when a guy does something so selfish, I'm glad they actually got rid of him. Because there is something to be said about that. And you know what else is super petty? And it could just be me. And I think Frank Cervalli agreed with me when we had him on at 7.30. I like the fact they didn't trade him to the Leafs. Because he wanted to go to the Leafs. I know. Oh, too bad. Too bad they couldn't ship him to Columbus or something. You don't get to dictate where you go. You don't. So many pl- athletes now can kind of almost choose where they want to go. It's like, you know, I, you know, we're going to build a super team here. We're going to do this, go yeah. here, do that. NHL, you got a cap, so it's not as simple. But, uh, but I really, really like that they didn't accommodate him. They accommodated the Calgary Flames, yeah. right? Right. It's like, we're not going to get him out of here for the sake of getting him out of here. Um, and to my accountability point though, but Conroy's not going to take that crap either. And it's disrespectful to your teammates yep. to be that much of a jerk. In, in the media, in Toronto, to cause so much of a disaster, to cause so much chaos, and then expect that you're going to get what you want. Like, just 
Humility comes to mind, and it, it bothered me a lot. The One of the key points from Craig Conroy in his initial press conference when he took over, I want guys that want to be here. For sure. To Foley, trade yep. request, see yep. it. Yep. Zadorov, trade request, see it. And he got exactly what he wanted, because I bet a week or two ago he probably could have made this deal with Toronto, but they would have had to retain salary. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you're hamstrung because you've used one of your three spots. You're still not getting the cap relief. Now they can do a whole ton of stuff, whether they want to call up kids right now and play them as much as they want. They can do that. Or they can just save this cap space, use it at the deadline. You know, it's just it's such a uh, – the handcuffs are slowly coming off the team a little bit. That's just, This is one piece, mm-hmm. right? Zadorov's gone now. There's still three others that mm-hmm. are got to got to kind of figure out what they do. And they're, they're no rush. But, like, to your point, though, if you want to get traded – or if you or if you don't like your job and you want out, you don't just go around banging pots and, and being look at me, look at me, I, I'm better than this, I need more, I deserve more. You go up to your boss, general manager, and say, Hey Craig, you know what? If you have an opportunity to trade me, I, I'd like to move on if possible. Be a I'm gonna give you everything that I have. I don't want my teammates to to know about any of this stuff. I don't want this to be a distraction. I, I just want to move on, and if there's something available, I, I'm putting my hand up right away if you can, please. Conroy mentioned he wasn't happy with ice time. That was one of the reasons for this trade request. Um, who should he have been getting more ice time then? I was going to say, they're all better than him, so sh- shut it, right? Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, you don't say that probably. Man. You watch Tanev taking pucks to the face, face? and you're going to play more than that guy, I know. that warrior. I know. Hannafin, Weger, and Anderson are like, just, like, lighting it up. What are you thinking, man? Like, yes, you, you are, like, but... Everybody's got a role, and that's what people forget sometimes. Like, Zadorov's good in that four, five, five, six role. You can get on there, cause some chaos, run around, but he's not, uh, but you have to understand your role. He's not a big minute guy. He's, he's going to get more minutes now, obviously, in Vancouver in the situation that, that, that they're in, and he's going to get an opportunity to prove to Which be that be guy. Which could be advantageous for the Flames tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just excited to watch him play with Tyler Myers. That's all I want. I can't. Well, how tall would those guys be? About 37 feet combined? <laughs> or six, what? seven and six, eight combined. So whatever that would be. 13 and a half Is feet. Chaos Giraffe the best nickname in the NHL? <laughs> yeah, Tyler Myers. Easily. Easily. Is it? That, is it that, that is pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> Chaos Giraffe and the Russian roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Like, I'll, Strap I, in. Go yeah. for a ride. I have Jamie Dodd at nine o'clock. I'll see maybe what the Canucks want to put him with. I was looking at their lines yesterday. I was like, that would be hilarious to put him right It'd there. Be but I think uh, having him beside Ian Cole would look all right. Mm, too. Yeah. And, and, and have somebody a lot really, really good defensive responsibility, say, Ian Cole, yeah. and put Zadorov there where he can do his little whatever he wants to do. Yeah. That's probably where he fits. And the worst thing about being a giraffe at the Zucron, you can see your way out, but you can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the worst thing. Poor guy. Um, is how, that relevant to you know, Myers, or is that just you know like a fun little... That's just like a... Okay, just a thing. Yeah, yeah, no wonder they're so sad. sad. Yeah, Have we met? Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if you were <laughs> yeah. trying for something else no, there. I don't met. know. Yeah. No wonder the giraffes are sad when they're at the zoo. Exactly. Like, they can see the way out. Right? They can they see just what's can. going on. They can see me in my office working away. It's like, hey, there's freedom. I can't get there. Um... How would that play in the room? Like, because I know we we heard about the Michael Backlund thing, and he had to um, address the team that we need to stop this. But if you were in the room with Nikita Zadorov, like even during the intermission of the Leafs game, you're like, "What are you doing, bro?" Oh yeah, like it's distracting. It's 100 percent is distracting, and everybody's going to come up with the right answers. You know, we're all professionals here, and you know that stuff doesn't bother us. We got to go out there and do our jobs, but it it is distracting. It is, it, like you said, it's selfish. It's guys will look at you and just be like, "What are you doing, man?" Like. We're, you play for what's on the front of the jersey, and I know I hate this cliche, but not what's on the back, right? And mm-hmm. team success breeds individual success. And if you're looking for individual success before you're making your team better, it's like, what are you doing for your team? What are you doing for your team? What is your role? What are you good at? Yes, you want more ice time, but you're in a really good spot here in Calgary. 
right? He he was. He was in a really good spot. He was very well liked. He's he's a he's a he's a monster. He can like I said, he can cause a lot of chaos. But now he's putting his money where his mouth is in a contract year, and he's going to get quite a few minutes in Vancouver. And we're going to see exactly where this guy stands. He's been on five teams now in the NHL, right? Um, his runway is I'm not saying running out because there'll be teams in the market for him. But now you could always go play in the K and make more money. But, I don't know if that guy's going back to Russia anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think, so. I don't think so. Yeah, but I just I don't like it. I, that's the whole selfishness of it. I would sit there and and judge him uh, uh, very very uh, very um, negatively because I would just say, well, so you're all of a sudden now better than the team. Yeah, and you're better than me apparently. Yeah, right. right. You're as your agent like, said. Guys but, understand it's a business, but for to sure. a point. But do it the right way. It's yeah, no problem. Guys right. want out all the time. Sure, I hate playing wherever. Yes, like it's garbage. I don't. I hate it. I want out. Go talk to some, like, or have your agent call the GM and say, hey, listen, you know, this is what we're thinking. Um, yeah, essentially he did, like, a 4th of July fireworks show. <laughs> was... I know. But I don't want to talk about it, guys. Yeah. But I don't want to say anything. Don't bring it up, but I want out of here. But don't ask me any questions about it. Yeah. It's just part of the game. It's a business. And I also support my uh, agent saying he's the best player on the team. He's the best defenseman <laughs> on the team. Listen, and it's his opinion. You know, and it's, you know, yeah. and it's such an overused word. Everybody says, well, it's a business. It's a business. But, you know, there's people involved and people make mistakes. And Zadorov made a big one here two weeks ago and ran his mouth. And now he's out of town. And I like it. Um, do you want to hear my three-on-three idea? I don't know if I do. Is crushing. I, 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 I want to. Sure. Fire away. Um, I'm going to give you some numbers before we get into this. I was thinking about this flying back where I had my fist underneath my chin and I was looking out the window and I was really contemplating life. You were Atlas. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know how the NHL wants to avoid the shootout at all costs and settle games on three and three overtime? What do you think the percentage of teams scoring in overtime last season when it was a four on three advantage in overtime? What do you think the percentage was? Teams on the power play in overtime. What was that percentage? I don't know, like 8% of the time? No, 36% of the time they scored. Oh, four on three. Yeah, oh, in overtime. Okay. Yeah, I didn't understand your question there. Oh, that's Sorry. okay. That's my fault. It's early. <laughs> um, my idea was this, and Matty Rose almost fell off his chair and he got so upset. I was very upset. It was your first day back and you just... Hammered you. Oh, came out I, of... I was talking to my brother yesterday. He was like, wow, it took you all of an hour to be irritated with George. Yeah. <laughs> um... Take a penalty in overtime? Yeah. Three on two. Your thoughts? Stupid. Why? Thank it's you. so dumb. Thank Why? Why is, Why is so it dumb? dumb? Why because, is it dumb? Explain to me. We may as well just throw them in. They can play one-on-one, and then we can go to two-on-ones. Like, what, where does it end? Three-on-three is dumb to begin with. It is. It's not as dumb as three-on-two. Yeah. Because oh, three-on-two okay. is, is a half okay. ice, has a half-ice practice. It's like the difference between you're stupid or you're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the yeah. case you guys 7.45 are giving right quarter day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's he also he also would rather just have ties than overtime. So yes, that. what's wrong? With I tie? I actually wouldn't mind ties myself. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. What what are we American? I, I, we gotta have a uh, we gotta have a result every game. No, what's wrong with the tie? We're North American. We're North hands? American. No. What's wrong with shaking hands and go? Good game. Good tie. <laughs> what do you no. mean? Those are your enemies. There's no shaking hands. There's hands? no shaking hands what is at all. The end of the game. No. Good this game. is from you. This is ridiculous. Eight, well, Eighty-two games a year. You're not shaking hands. I remember watching ties as a kid. I was okay yeah, with it. I played in ties. There you Play, go. Playing in the playing in the WHL, we we tied games. And how did everybody feel at the end of the game? You feel like you lost. Yeah, damn straight. But that's, you do. But you get a point for losing, right? But whatever. I just I I hate. I I, I do not like the the the, the shooter. I never did. I yep. never liked it. I never thought it didn't bring as much excitement as they thought it would. Like oh, it's the Olympics and games are decided in a shootout and whatever. But not here. 
you know, it's just it's different. I, I, I haven't found the same emotion of the tie. I don't get nervous watching. I don't get jacked up to watch the shootout at the end of the game. Ask him what would happen if a penalty happens on three on two, four on two. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Right? Four what are you doing? Two. He's just doing this to be a bit. It's, at this <laughs> no, point, it feels like a bit. Four yeah, on two. Oh, yeah. It's got to be a bit. You're just churning you're not, butter you're gonna, over there. You're going to miss the shootout then because you're oh. probably going to score four on two. <laughs> That's not even fair. It's like... Uh, playing uh, rebound with the goalie, and there's like eight skaters around you, and I don't know. If, most people know what the game rebound is, where the, yes. the shooters in the slot takes a shot, and the guys can put the rebound in. If there's if there's twenty guys playing rebound, fucks mm-hmm. because it's like back, 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 and oh, thanks, great. You know, it's just it's not that it eliminates the competition. I think. Okay. Because it's not competition. It's three on two and then four on two. My point was this. Three on three is super gimmicky. Yeah, it is. Might as well even make it even more gimmicky. <laughs> well, that's, that's my point. But Your that, point but that, is we're ridiculous. Lean into it. Yes. Yeah. Because what does the NHL do in the playoffs? They go to five on five overtime. Because even they realize how ridiculous three on three overtime is. So it's like, we're just going to revert back to how the game's supposed to be played. So heaven forbid we go three on two. Because three on three is just as ridiculous. What you're saying is, is all I'm saying. Embrace the embarrassment. Exactly. And just get after because Thank you. Nothing drives me more crazy on three on three when you know they're in the offensive zone, they don't have a play, and then they pass it all the way back out to the red line and they regroup and they yeah. come back in and they don't have a play. Just and make it they come so you back can't go over and back. It's, it's an like, easy fix. I know. I, I just it's, make it over and back. It's no problem. Yeah. Then you have to that, that's dump very the puck basketball in. then. <laughs> that's basketball. I'd rather be more basketball Shot clock. than be European and bring in ties. Shot clock okay. on three on three. Another thing. No, sure. God, no shot clocks. Please, no shot clocks. In the <laughs> oh, my goodness. No. Since, since we're on the road to ridiculous so violations. Above the net, a and shot there's a shot clock. Shoot. would be way better than going Shoot. to four on two. <laughs> oh, no, shot clock would not be better. We need to stop that. this conversation. Yeah, it's a terrible. It's taking up way too much time this week. They're probably not gonna do, here's the thing. They're probably not going to do a damn thing to it. They won't. No. Why would they? No. I I don't think it's it's got enough uh, cachet. Yeah. The shootout, I guess. It, the only thing with the shootout is if... You see more guys keep doing what Kuznetsov does, yeah. and it pisses off enough players and teams that are like you can't. You have to come in a straight line. You cannot keep doing this friggin' going backwards, <laughs> slow type thing. That's the only thing. Gripe. I'm fine with the five on five, three on or five, or three on three, five minute overtime because more times than not, or, we don't get to the or, shootout. You know, what you can actually do award three points for regulation. I've also there been there. You go. This has also been a big fact. You know what? You three for regulation. Yeah. But Gary's NHL doesn't want that because yep. you got to have all these fake playoff yeah, races exactly. and like. February, March, and April. Two for winning in overtime, and you get the one for losing in overtime. But I don't know three. why you call them fake playoff races. They're playoff races. Yeah, because they add loser points. That's what I'm saying. But they're playoff races. These teams are in races. Right. Like, you see, like, the teams in the hunt, and they're, like, eight points out with, like, five games to go. You'd have no battles. Eight That's games, what I mean. Eight points you'd out have... with five games to go is not in the playoff You'd hunt. have no battles with this There's no team thing. that is made up an eight-point gap. loser point now? Really? Yeah. Really? The loser point? I am. Oh, good shootout loss. Point for us. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing ever. Give three points for a regulation win. Whatever. The game is supposed to be played 60 minutes. This whole thing is done. Give it a win in 60 minutes. That would actually force teams to win more games within the allotted time of the hockey Wasting game. Wasting the listener's time. <laughs> no, but agree or disagree. You know what? Listen, because um, then it would also eliminate when it's 3-3 and your defense doesn't stand behind the net for 43 seconds and let the game run out. It's like we're... You know, it's a strategy mm-hmm. once again. Um, I, you know what? I, I don't like the loser point. I don't. Yeah, I don't like it either. But again, they're never going to go that way no. because they like the fact that more teams are involved. Get a chance. In these playoff races. 
down the stretch. Um, Nikita Zadorov Panthers make got his... into the uh, playoff race with some of their overtime points and then got to it's the Stanley true. Cup and last Flames year, missed so. because they didn't get that extra point. Yeah, but I'm just saying the loser points no good. Um, Nikita Zadorov's going to make his debut for the Canucks. Like, how perfect is that? That's to be awesome. The Flames tomorrow, you, you, right away. I mean, do you think they did it on purpose? I know they didn't, but you know. no, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Vancouver's Hype, like, night. We yeah. get to save a flight because he's just going <laughs> to stay in Calgary. We have to give me. You're already here. It's yeah, awesome. Just come. Just walk over to the other room. We're fine. Um, we've been asking you at nine sixty nine sixty name and location. You're Nikita Zadorov chirps. And again, we, we kind of like to keep it clean here. For sure. But there's a few good ones mm-hmm. that uh, on, came on the text line. Texty McTexterson is our Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot, and he joins us now. Oh, Texty. Mark in Lethbridge, in a record-setting trade, it goes down in history as the worst return for a number one defenseman. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the chirp somebody's yelling on the ground. <laughs> Re- record. It's sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Coleman in Duchess, I was expecting Sadarov to be traded to Atlas Pizza. He would have been a great asset for them with all the pies he likes to serve up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. He That's is the pizza bad. man. Yeah. He, he is, is the, the pizza, pizza man. Mama's yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not bad. That's a spicy meatball. Mark in Lethbridge, in a record-setting trade. Nope, that one's already played. Okay, no, nope, I already got Mark. We don't need to hear that Mocker. Okay. You're like a Chili Peppers song. Give it away. <laughs> Give it away. Give it away now. He called him Nikita Makar. <laughs> yeah. Nikita Makar. Well, that's, what, that's what his agent yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nikita <laughs> Quinn Makar. Yeah. That's yeah, who he is. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. What are his Norris odds this morning? Yeah, that's what he is uh, right now. Makar's on pace to score like 127 points, which yeah. is absolutely absurd. Oh. Win the Art Ross, man. So, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's going to look so good in the new arena when he's playing for the Flames. Or, or was the last defenseman to win the Art Ross in 75. Really? So and he, there's a good chance he. Hughes and, and oh. Makar make it a race for them. Jeez, well, they, don't they give the best defenseman to the guy that scores the most points? Didn't Carlson win it? Like, yeah, Maddie, well, no, no, I'm saying Norris lead the league. Oh, no, no, I, I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the fraud Norris. Yeah, last year. Oh, I man, said... like, stop. You're minus 47. And yeah, yeah. Sick defensive game and, season. Yeah, way to yeah. go. Ugh. Turned it in your defense card 10 games in when you <laughs> yeah, realized yeah. this was going to be a dumpster fire. Oh. How's that power play in Pittsburgh, by the way? Really clicking? Just like 12%? Flames. 12%? Yeah, it's dropped off 10 percent from last year Just when better. they had Chris Letang in that spot. <laughs> so weird. Well, crazy. Wedley in Bridalwood. Big Z, you are so bad you couldn't score on Croner. Ooh. Oh, but that's a long list, though. Right? Z would have to get in line. There's a lot of guys <laughs> yeah. that can't score on me, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of really good players that Robin can't score on me. Gear, right. <laughs> also um, known for his goal-scoring right, prowess. Right. Uh, um, um, there's a couple others, too. Yeah, I'm sure. David Hale. Who's the biggest name you stopped on a breakaway? Well, you know what? I, I don't know. I don't even know. We're, actually, I was having a conversation. Robbie Regeer. <laughs> Robbie Regeer. <laughs> when I was out All of the right. game. Yeah. yeah. An alumni game. <laughs> yeah. Lanny McDonald. Yeah. Lanny McDonald. <laughs> 70 year old yeah. Lanny yeah, exactly. McDonald. <laughs> Flying poke check took him out. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Take that, yeah. Lanny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what's funny? I was uh, at our alumni skate a couple weeks ago. I was talking with Michael Garnett, and we were just kind of contemplating, uh, like, do you remember any good saves? You know, any of your best saves that you made, right? And all I can remember is just the goals that I let. Like when I was like, "Oh wow, that that shouldn't have gone in." I literally was thinking about it again this morning. Like I'm trying to think of like who I played against that I would have just robbed. Like I could have framed that, and I can't think even of go a back soul. to junior though. You might you Patrice Bergeron on a shootout. In Lowell, Massachusetts. Oh, look see, at that. I'm going go. to see if I can find that photo. I got it in a white binder. A super fan made one one year for me. And what? Yeah. 
the, in the lockout. Yeah. Weird story. We well, mean they, a super fan made a binder for, for all, all the players on the team of like all their highlights because they would come to every game oh, and funny, they would yeah. take a photo of like you know the uh, big plays of the game and then they gave it to you in a binder at the end. And cool. if I could find Wait, that, uh, just a random fan did that for you. Well, for all, all the guys. Did he also send you like his nail clippings and hair to you in, <laughs> in an envelope? <laughs> what one one? Can't you just vanilla. take a nice <laughs> yeah. a nice gesture? Yeah, yeah. Without making it weird. I will I not take creepy. this slander on junior <laughs> hockey fans that are really into junior hockey. It was American hockey. It was American hockey. It was American hockey. American hockey. Yeah, but but I don't care. Fans that are fans of sports that are not one of the big fours, and you really love it. All the power to you. Patrice Bergeron. See, there you go. It's a pretty big name, Hall of Famer. Yep. Scott in Calgary, funny I heard you were the worst player in your last team too. Okay. All right. Zing. Next. Hey, Tsadarov, your defensive game is as graceful as me picking up an ice cube off the floor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is difficult. Right. Yeah. Okay. Clint in Lethbridge, hey Nikita, why do you like to wear those turtlenecks so much? Is it to hide those bolts in your neck? <laughs> <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the best one for sure. It's not even close. <laughs> oh my God. I like that. that was that, good. How yeah. many more you got? That's it. All right. He's alive. <laughs> Leave on top. Um, what are you expecting out of Zadorov tomorrow? Is he going to try to do like one of those end-to-end rushes yes. for sure to stick it to the flames? He will be flying. He will. Yeah. You know he will be flying. He will be playing forward, defense, and goal all in the same position. Tomorrow. Here's a question for both of you. Who is the guy he's going to try to hit really hard tomorrow? Oh, I don't think it matters. You think he's just going to blow up somebody? I think it's going to be everybody. I think at every turn he's going to do it. He's, I don't think he's taking numbers. I think he's just going to be Nikita Zadorov. Nikita Zadorov. He'll be in Hulk smash mode, and he'll, and he'll be he'll be taking himself out of the play. I would imagine out of the play even more than he normally has. Well, I think he's going to be the star of the show. Yeah, and I'm I would guess not in a good way. I think what he's probably looking forward to is the cameras after the game too. I think he's mm. probably pretty excited because they'll be all oh yeah on him. Yeah, he'll be yeah. national yeah, televised. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, totally not prepared yeah, for this. Right, I'm wearing my right top end is, suit and I got my yeah. hair combed just right, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I, I'm prepared a speech for the fans you here. You want to talk to me? Yeah. What today of um, all days? Yeah. Uh, that is Brent Cron. He is our Big Show Flames analyst. Brought to you by our good friends at All Kind Door Services Limited. Your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing your doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair I got one more. Needs. You got one more? I okay, got one more. Play one more. All right. Let me just... Uh, I yeah. Gotta, Fire away. Yeah, I just got to download it. Okay. And then okay. Put it, oh, a late entry. Wow. Late entry here. <laughs> Real yeah. late entry. Okay, judges, can we let this come in? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. John in Cranston, Big Z, the Russian Oprah. You get a goal, you get a goal, you get a goal. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What do you got coming up on Mucho Big Show? Uh, Jamie Dodd uh, hosts the Canucks Talk out in Sportsnet 650. You're going to talk about the Zadorov trade. Okay. Yeah. Um, you ready Break for plays down. of the week before we go? I can't wait. I love this segment. Are you here, are you here Monday with us? I would yeah, imagine yeah, so. Yeah, Darn tootin' I am. All right. We'll talk to you Monday. Uh, let's end the week with plays of the week. Have a terrific weekend. Bye. This is the best of the worst of the big show with Russick and Rose. Just going back to uh, The Incredibles really quickly, if you'll forgive me for putting on my George Russick hat for a second oh, here, but God. this is incredible. Not my bad. <laughs> I mean, she looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you never know what's going to happen wonderful. here. The last five games, they beat the Commander. Part Commander. My favorite is porridge. There's one thing I love. It's when mother makes porridge. Sometimes she lets me sprinkle brown sugar on top. 18. That's 18.
Your thoughts. Dumb. GVP, your thoughts. Uh, dumb. <laughs> He's like, Where can you get an Uber in this city for $60? That's really good, George. Mine's more like, man, George Wazzick, but whatever. She's in love with the boy. Dusty Nickel. Floppy and holy. Just dirty. And that one was stinky. Yeah, you deep. Yeah, the defense is going to look like ass. This is some bare naked ladies. How can I? Yeah. Without you. Without you. Hell yeah, they go look like ass. Bums that call me like, oh, hey, you bug tonight, Croner? Oh, you bug, huh? What about what's going on? You bug, what'd you have for lunch today? How many beers have you had? You going in that blue? You know, whatever. And of course. And even if they have to run away, she's gonna marry that boy. And the place went bizarre. What it do, baby? I got food poisoning from Quiznos one time. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever suffered from frozen penis? No, I have not suffered from frozen penis. But I appreciate you asking. Now, there's only one question left. Not this year. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Apparently, it takes at least 10 minutes to thaw out. Oh, it's 10? That's not bad. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boot like. I bet you smell dreamy. Do you want to come over for a sniff? That's one you're going to see for a little sniff. Sure. Yeah, come on over. Get up. Come on. Come right. give me a sniff. You get it, you right get along it. the neck here, bud. You get it nice and clean this morning. You get extra soapy. Yesterday was the first day I actually like ventured out on a Sunday in mm. a while. Um, <laughs> like out into the wild? Yeah, usually I'm just like... <laughs> Red to forage and, and I'm right there with Scott Hansen. I know everything that he does. Okay, so. but also I want to clarify. I was quite frazzled, dude. dude no, I need dude, this. Craig, need this, Connie. Don't, man, <laughs> bro. You gotta trade them right now, man. <laughs> well, the Oilers ain't gonna get back into this thing. That's all, folks. Bye. The Big Show with George Russick <laughs> and Maddie Rose uh, weekdays when you wake up. Terrific stuff, GP. Real quick, you got a text? <laughs> yeah, that? I got a text from Lanny McDonald just now saying. He's You've never stopped me. Not a chance, buddy. I, I, call, <laughs> BS. I call BS on you. Uh, have a great weekend. <laughs> Love you, Lanny. Thanks for listening, Lanny. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.